What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the TNT Business Podcast. I'm KT Temple, your host, and as always, I'm with the other host, not co-host, Ken Temple. What's up, dude? How you doing, man? I'm good, I feel like I haven't man. seen you in forever. Yeah, right? Uh, so, this is going to be a part two. Uh, uh, it's, it's great when the real estate gods just feed me and my dad content over here to talk about. <laughs> you know, KT, the, the thing is, is our, our plan never really was to be like dead point on topic because we're a weekly podcast. And it just so happened we were getting ready for last week and we had we actually had a plan. Hey, this is the podcast we're going to do that we released last week. And then all of a sudden it pops up and it says um, that Redfin is going to drop from National Association of Realtors, NAR. And so we kind of, we, let's do a little pivot. And, you know, I said last week, I said, well, if you would have said two weeks ago, our real estate company is going to, you know, leave NAR, I would have said absolutely 100% not. In fact, I was interviewed by a, a consultant a couple of weeks ago and, and they saw one of the possibilities. What if uh, real estate companies or MLS has dropped out? And I said, not going to happen. You know, we, we're too, it's too powerful staying together. And all of a sudden this happens. And so, so we did this podcast last week and, and uh, we're talking and you said, what do you think? I said, you know, I think that out of the 1.6 million realtors, uh, 1,800 of them are with Redfin. So that looks like just a small little drop in the bucket. But what if, that little tiny drop was a real small domino that knocked over the next domino, knocked over the next domino. And, you know, in the seven days since we did this, man, there's been some dominoes falling. Yeah. And obviously me and my uh, dad, just full disclosure, we're part of Keller Williams. Um, uh, we, we do not know, nor can we talk about anything with where Keller Williams is going in this. So, um, we are going to read directly from, I found a great article from the New York Times by uh, Deborah Kamen uh, regarding what's going to happen. And I, I'm going to read this verbatim and, and we're going to kind of give our input in between uh, uh, these sections. Uh, but you, we'll link this article for you guys to go check out. This will give you a lot of insight onto what the situation is right now. And as the story kind of develops, we're going to stay on top of it because this really this not just affects realtors. This affects everybody. I mean, this could have far reaching effects on the entire real estate market with uh, how homes are bought and sold, uh, the legislation around it. And, and you know, we want to make sure you guys as listeners know how to talk about this to your clients uh, if you're investors, how to how to you know really think about this going forward? Yeah, Casey, uh, just to clarify what you were saying. Um, so I am a franchise owner with Keller Williams. I have no inside knowledge of what Keller Williams International is doing. There's I, y'all would know as much as I would about that. So don't think yeah. that any you know any opinions that we express are just me and KT talking. It's it's not anything that we know anything about from from the inside because we're not employees or anything like that. Yeah. So uh, several of the country's largest real estate brokerages, including Coldwell Banker, Century 21 Real Estate, Sotheby's International Realty, and REMAX, are severing their allegiance to the National Association of Realtors, a powerful trade organization whose grip on the real estate industry appears to be loosening. That's the headline. Yeah, well, and and let me tell you, that's a big deal. That's a big deal. When... when, um, When anywhere drop, you know, drops, it takes a lot. That takes a lot of realtors into play. Now, keep in mind, all they're saying is at this point is they're not saying that their realtors have to be a member of NAR. They're not pulling their memberships. 
you know, that'll be a choice. And, and KT, as we talked about last week, there's there's some um, MLSs that require you to be part of NAR, to be part of the MLS. So this is not a mass exodus. It's just in the past, if you were with those companies, um, if you were with those companies, you had to be part of NAR. That was part of, of you know, what they required of you. They're taking that away. The Chicago-based NAR is the largest professional organization in the United States. It has 1.5 million members, more than $1 billion in assets. It owns the trademark to the word realtor, making a real estate agent's ability to call themselves a realtor and to buy and sell homes contingent upon the payment of membership dues in much of the country. And, so, and when it, says much, it means unless you're a for sale by owner, you are part of NAR. Yeah, well, and, and you had to be. And here's the thing. I, I want to be very clear. It makes sense. If you're if you are a realtor. If you sell real estate, um, it makes sense for all of us to be part of one organization, just one, because to get, you know, Katie, I can pay if I took the amount that I paid to be a member of NAR and said, well, I'm not going to give it to them. I'm going to give it to a lobbyist to lobby on my behalf. Um that couldn't buy me a cup of coffee with a with a lobbyist, but 1.5 million, 1.6 million, whatever it is of us together paying that due, we're powerful, and so it makes sense for all of us to be part of the same thing. I just think what's happened is is so many people have lost trust in NAR, and they've done some things that cause people to lose trust in them. Well, and, and it goes on to say in recent months, a combination of sexual harassment allegations against its top leadership and a duo of class action antitrust lawsuits have battered its image and influence. Well, so now I have to call a little bit of BS on that um, because the, 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 the inside of the sexual harassment lawsuits and and the commission lawsuits, those are. Those could not be further apart in the ramble we're looking at. That's not. It's not like, oh well, because you did this. They're using the the sec, they're they're using the headline. Yeah, they're using that to go. Oh well, you know. Um, at the end of the day, they said it first. They the, they said that one first, which I thought was interesting. The, because the, the real issue is the real issue. I think is the is the commission lawsuits. You know that's what it is. But KT, let's just talk about why why. We've, we've kind of lost trust in NAR. I mean, it goes way back. You know, it. I think it goes back to where they started giving our information to too many people. You know, it, it used to be that 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 the information that we or you, mean, or you mean anyone who would ask for it and gave yeah, them enough money. Well, you know, that's the thing. I mean, you look now, and, and our industry has been really disrupted by companies like Zillow. And and again, hey man, we're a democratic society. Zillow figured out a way to make a lot of money, and that's all legal. That was not a great thing. Zillow was not a great thing for real estate agents. And if we would learn how to lead generate on our own and create our own leads, we wouldn't need them, and we don't as an industry. It's as much it, – we can take a lot of blame in there too. Yep. But, you know, <laughs> NAR invited them to the party pretty much. They put them in business. And when for all those years when Zillow said, we'll never be a brokerage, we'll never be a brokerage, we'll never be a brokerage, NAR believed them and nobody else did. And it turned out everybody else was right because they lied the whole way through. Yep. They are a brokerage in places. They'll probably be a brokerage everywhere eventually. But again, it's that was, I think, one of the things happened. The other thing is, you know, when they, it's not that NAR really, I don't, 
And, and if I got this wrong, y'all, you know, write in and tell me. Um, I'm not saying that NAR owned Realtor.com, but NAR made the decision they made allowed Realtor.com to be purchased by somebody else. And, and that was by move that's owned by Robert Murdoch, who now I think from what I've heard, he's talking about selling it to another group, which is also a, a competing group. And then you look, you've got you've got Zillow that bought showing time. So that they could get so a lot of this stuff that we're talking about when you're talking about acquiring a realtor.com or you're uh, uh, talking about acquiring showing time, which is what a lot of MLSs use to schedule appointments, it's all about the data. And, and these are different data points that you could get. And what if, you know, now that now that Zillow does own showing time, what if they made it so that um, they change showing time so that individuals could schedule appointments without a realtor? That, I mean, they're, would, be, they're that would be game changing. There should not be a technology owned by a competitor that you're forced to use. That's that just, I mean, that right there. Like I, I, I've always, I've always paid attention to the software aspect of this, the the technology stuff. And when that happened, I was so confused. Like how how could that happen? That doesn't make any sense to me. They're a brokerage. How can a brokerage that we're competing with? own what we're forced to use. And that's always bugged me so much. Well, and, and, and our, the MLS that you and I are part of, we use showing time because, and by the way, it's a great product. It was, it was, a, it was a great product before they bought it. It's, it's still a great product. I don't know. Maybe it's just, there's not a better answer out there. I'm not a fan of using a product that is owned by a competitor. I agree with you on that. Not a fan at all. Goes on to say, Remax and Anywhere Real Estate, the world's largest real estate brokerage franchiser with brands including Century 21 Real Estate, Coldwell Banker, the Corcoran Group, and Sotheby's International Real Estate falling under its umbrella. Settled those lawsuits last month. Anywhere will pay $83.5 million, Remax $55 million. Both have now revealed that they will also be abandoning a requirement for NAR membership as part of their settlement agreements. Yep. That's what that's what I was talking about. Like I said, they're they're not saying that you that you can't be. They're just not going to force you to be. Now, again, our seventeen thousand realtors in my MLS right now, we have to be. Mm-hmm. But also know that that you know that's one vote away from changing. Yeah, and and like I say, I told you I was interviewed by a consultant. They were kind of they were getting my thoughts on it before they talked to us. So I don't know. Next time we meet. Maybe well, we not to there's, a, there's a surprise at this end of this article. Have you read this article yet? The New York Times one? No. Nope. Nope. Oh, yeah, there's a big surprise at the end of this one for you. Okay. Oh, because I didn't know this after. Brokerages are independent legal entities that make their own business decisions, says Mantel Williams, a spokesman for NAR, in an emailed statement. It is incumbent on every realtor association, local, state, and national, to continue to communicate and provide true value to our members. If these brokers continue to find value in belonging to the association, then they will choose to belong. The proposed settlement does not change how our case is presented in court, he added. A coalition of home sellers sued NAR and several brokerages in 2019, challenging NAR's policy that requires a listing agent to pay a fee to a buyer's agent in a home sale transaction, a fee that is nearly always passed on to the home seller. Now, we talked about how that's misleading. Uh, to, to me, it is because, like I say, the buyer's bringing the cash. It, at the end of the deal, it is a transaction, and they're agreeing on the they're agreeing on a price, both knowing what fee, what percent of that's going to come out of the transaction. It's a joint thing. It's just it's 
the fact that they portray it like that is is crazy. Um, but what he's saying is is NAR is going to continue to fight this, you know, because and 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 KT the, the people that have settled have admitted no fault. They're not saying we're we're we're, we're admitting no fault in this. Well, we're that's just, why we're they settled. We're, yeah. we're changing the way we do things. You know, other people have not settled and might not. They might continue to defend this, saying, "Look, we didn't do anything wrong." What we're doing is we're creating a playing field where both sides of a transaction have representation, which is why we developed buyer agency to begin with before I was ever in the business. You know, they developed this for that sole purpose of everybody being represented. So it's like showing up to court, not having a lawyer. So they, they sued the five biggest real estate firms and NAR. It would be great if we were all on the same page. I hate the fact that it's now splintered. You've had a couple people that have settled and other people going, and eh. but can't even remember the first, you know, there's two lawsuits out there, the smaller of the two. And I say smaller because I think it's just in one. I think the, the one is just in Missouri. I believe is the state. It starts in a week, a week from today is when we'll, it's, when we'll it's scheduled to start. Okay. All right. Yeah. Agents who are members of NAR must follow the organization's policies when buying, selling, and listing homes, including the one that led to what home sellers in the lawsuits describe as a violation of the Sherman Antitrust Act by inflating seller costs. Well, do you have anything to say? Well, so what it says, so there, <laughs> I, I didn't know that was coming from that one. There, there's MLSs that, that require you to offer a fee to the buyer's agent, but that fee could be as low as one penny. So if we inflated, if we inflated the, the price of a home, which the average is you know around four hundred thousand now by a penny, I apologize uh, to all the pennies that that we cost out there. I mean it's it's doesn't make sense to me. Also on Friday, NAR's chief legal officer Katie Johnson sent an internal message to staff that clarified the group's own inter- uh, interpretation of the rules for agent commissions. In that message which was attained by the New York Times, she said that while NAR's policy does require listing agents to offer compensation to a buyer's broker, that offer can be $0. There you go. An attorney for plaintiffs in the antitrust case told Inman, the real estate news site, which first reported the shift that the change amounted to a stunning admission of guilt. Anywhere in Remax are named as defendants alongside NAR and signed a joint settlement for both suits last month. On Friday, Anywhere revealed the terms and announced that as part of the agreement, they will no longer require the nearly 200,000 real estate agents to hold membership in NAR Remax, which has more than 140,000 agents will also abandon NAR under the same stipulation in its agreement. Yes, if you're you're keeping score, what are we, about 25% of the agents now, in two weeks, we've gone from I mean, you have to be a realtor so to yeah, a quarter, <laughs> a quarter don't anymore. NAR has said it has no intention of joining anywhere in Remax in a settlement, and instead will head to federal court on October sixteenth in Kansas City. The plaintiffs are based in Western Missouri. Keller go. Williams and Home Services of America are also named as defendants. 
The departure from NAR come just a few days after Redfin, the Seattle-based online real estate broker, announced it would require many of its own. So this one's required many of its own agents to sever their ties with the organization. Glenn Kelman, the chief executive of Redfin, said that NAR's looming antitrust battles played a key role in his decision, but he was also troubled by allegations of pervasive sexual harassment within the organization that New York Times revealed in August. NAR's Go ahead. So let's talk about the required part. So here's why. Here's the difference between anywhere and Remax. They're not requiring it. Anywhere and Redfin. No, 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 no. And Remax. Oh, and anywhere Remax. Remax can't require their agents to do it because all their agents oh, are yeah. independent contractors. Redfin is re- so the, the the agents at Redfin that don't have to be at NAR to work. They're requiring them because they're employees. And that's my take on it. And that's why they can require, nobody's required. I don't have, you know, uh, it, in my franchises, I've got about 600 agents. I can't require any of them because they're all independent contractors. Not a single one of them actually work for me. Yeah. But you, you can't require you know, you them just, to but, wear pants in the office if you want yeah, to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But that's what they're saying. No, yeah, yeah we're, you, we're not going to do that. Of course, that's probably because they're the one paying the thief on their behalf since they're yeah. employees, my guess. NAR former president Kenny Parcel, who was the subject of many of those allegations, stepped down from his post two days after the Times report came to light. So that's been since we recorded last, right? That's he just yeah. stepped down. Yeah. yeah. Jason Haber, a real estate agent with companies who has been at the forefront of calls for reform at NAR uh, since the Times published its report, said NAR is at an inflection point. The trial and sexual harassment are inextricably linked because they expose flaws within NAR. Anyone in real estate knows a house is only as strong as its foundation. The house of NAR, after years of neglect, had too many cracks, and now those cracks have been exposed, he said in an interview. The only way to save it is to rebuild it from the ground up. On Friday, leaders with NAR also said they were seeing those cracks. Well, um, when when the allegations came out, there probably should have been some people no longer employed at NAR, is what it comes down to. And they were very fast. they were very very slow to react on on anything. And here's the thing, you know, KT, when times are good, it can be easier to overlook some things. Yeah. When times are not good. <laughs> nothing gets overlooked. And they had, and they had to realize they were not in a good place. They were not in a position where they could say, oh, well, we're going to handle this on the inside. There, there probably should have been some heads rolling a lot sooner. Yeah. I mean, you, you, this would have never happened last year. Everyone was making too much money. Everyone was fine last year. I mean, now that this market has shifted, people now have uh, a reason to go after people. I think, I think, there, I don't think there's any way any of this was happening last year. Do you know the, what I mean? The, the old saying, uh, it's the economy, stupid. When, <laughs> when the economy's good, yeah, a lot of things, you know, a lot you of things lot get of um, get overlooked. Yeah, you're correct. So this is the special guest in this article, which I didn't expect to see. We're in a perfect storm, said Lee Brown, a North Carolina broker who serves as NAR's National Board of Directors. On the issues now surrounding the organization, NAR is bloated and its staff is arrogant. And at the same time, its membership is trying to figure out if they can function without NAR. And we're defending whether or not our business model works for the average consumer. 
Ms. Brown said she believes the class action lawsuits to be short-sighted. However, because if home sellers are not required to compensate their buyer's agents, many buyers will navigate the house market solo, leaving them vulnerable to exploitation. It's structured this way to make sure the consumer has protections, she said. Kind you of know, Katie, yeah, uh, Katie, I do, you know, she lives right down the road, not far from us at all, but I don't yeah. know Lee Brown. But I'm going to tell you, um, on, on the vast majority of the time, I agree with what she says. She, she's a, she's a uh, really, really smart lady. And um, it's, she's right. I think the lawsuits are short-sighted. Um, I think it's a it's a money grab. I think there's attorneys waiting out there to see, oh, man, if this goes through, do we file state cases? Um, at the end of the day, this is not going to benefit the consumer. But NAR is not operating from a place of power right now because of the misdeeds. And I'm going to go back to how, we, to how I started this. It makes sense for however many realtors there all are to all be part of one organization so that we continue to have the lobbying power that we need. And if we're not, if it's not going to be NAR, man, who's going to step up and, and, and create? That's, well, that's what I'm curious about. What's, what's the end game here? Where does this, where does this go? It's right now, right now, the real estate community is weakened. And anytime, yeah. Well, it's, okay, put it like this. All right. So I really think I, I think that a lot of people, from what I've heard, they're expecting at the end of this year, somewhere between 50,000 and 150,000 current realtors to get out of the business when do start coming due because the market has gone down. The prediction for 2024 for real estate is not great. It's pretty much like this year. So if we if we lose 50 to 150 this year, we'll lose more than that the next year. Whatever we lose this year, we'll lose more as business contends to be solved. Well, every time you lose somebody, there's another set of dues that doesn't get paid. And I'm not just talking at NAR. I'm talking at your MLS. I'm talking your firm's losing agents. So all of a sudden, income starts drying up from all of these. It's going to weaken us uh, you know, as an industry as you lose people that are paying into it. That works like that with anything. For us not to have a, uh, a national presence together, to me, that really, really hurts us as a group. And that's why, and by the way, that's what I love about, you know, you go to, you go to our, our MLS and man, it's not controlled by anybody. You, you've got, you've got people from, from all the big companies, you've got small companies, you've got independents that all get representation. They all run for office and, and it's never dominated by anybody. And that, and it just shows how, yes, we're competitors, but for the good of our industry, man, we'll work together and we need that. And and watching this slowly disintegrate is not fun for me. Yeah. So what does an agent need to to need need to know at the end of this? You know what 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 is the takeaway? Is there a takeaway? I mean, or or are we all just kind of waiting to see what the representatives of each of these companies decides? I mean, well, that's I, unfortunately, KT. I think that's it. We're we're kind of yeah. in a wait and see game right now. Um, if you well, let me ask you this: If your clients ask. If you're a realtor and your clients ask you about this, how do you respond? I don't think anybody's clients know. You don't think you're totally internal? I, I, I really, I don't think, I don't, I don't put it like this, Katie. I haven't talked to anybody that's come up to me and said, so um, uh, if I buy a house with you, am I going to have to pay you myself? Or is that going to be included in the cost of the house? Because right now where we live, it's included. That's all part of what everybody negotiated on the front end. Yeah. And it's the way we've been doing it for a long, long time. It hasn't come up yet. 
Now, and there's a couple places that there's a couple places that, that have tried that that don't have to. They started earlier and they didn't have to offer commission, and they say nothing's changed. That everybody still does it because they realize, Kenny, the, the whole the whole reason that you offer the commission out there is to get the most eyes on the property, which yeah. therefore the more eyes you get on, the more likely you are to get a better price, not a worse price. And by offering that, by offering a commission to the person that brings the buyer, that's what gets the most eyes on it. The whole reason they did it so that people would actually bring their representation and not just call the listing agent and say, show me this property and, and not be represented. And so to me, that's still the best way to go forward, but I don't know. There's a, Hey, there's this lawsuit getting ready to start. And I think that, you know, the, the big one will be the big class action suit. I think it's mid year next year. So we'll just have to see, see where those goes. And by the way, anywhere in Remaxes, they're, um, you know, these settlements, they're still proposed. They haven't been approved yet. Yeah. They set to be approved for them to go through. So it's the same thing, KT. You, um, if you are if you are a realtor listening to this, you're not a realtor. You are at the real estate economist of choice for your clients. So you need to follow these things. You need to know what's going on and, and be prepared to react when things happen. And KT, I get, this is not only is this not the last time you and I are going to talk about this, it's probably not the last time in this calendar, in this calendar year that we talk about this. Before the end of the year, it's probably going to come up again. I don't know if the – when you were saying that, I don't know if it picked up an Amber Alert just went off and all my alarms just went off in my house. <laughs> well, you heard it here first, guys. There's nothing you can do. There's nothing you can say, so good luck. Well, so, uh, no, 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 KT, continue. You know, continue. Admit it. Continue. If your brokerage is – if your brokerage is involved in these, continue to, you know, voice your opinion. Pay attention. You know, you know, be, well, be this, this at the end of the day is why it's important to show up in in your local board of realtors and your national board of realtors. Show up, be vocal, be a part of it. Because if you don't, they go unaccountable. Yep, that that you, you are be. correct. You are correct. My my MLS has a visioning session coming up, and I've been invited to it. And man, I cleared my calendar for that day because I want to be there and want to be part of it. Well, guys, uh, thank you for listening. We'll be back next Wednesday. We've got a lot of awesome guests coming up. Uh, we're really excited on on where this podcast is going, and we can't thank you enough for all the support. We love uh, getting to do this uh, with you guys. If you've got a story, if you've got a, an amazing business you think my dad and I should spotlight, uh, reach out to us. Uh, you can uh, find us on Facebook and Instagram. You can find me at kt, uh, k.t.temple. And that's on Instagram. And you can find uh, Ken at the Temple Team on Instagram. And I'm KT Temple on Facebook. He, uh, again, just go to the Temple Team. He ain't going to respond. You can go to his page, uh, but uh, good luck on him responding. They, get, they, they always get to me. If you're thinking about buying, selling, investing in real estate, feel free to reach out to thetempleteam.com. And if you need leverage in your business and you don't know where to spar- uh, start, reach out to us at cyberbackercarolinas.com, the best place to choose for a virtual assistant to really find that leverage in your business. Uh, We'll see you guys next week. And again, like, subscribe to the podcast. Those reviews really help us a lot. Leave us a five-star if you've got time. Uh, We love you guys. We'll see you next week.